It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Oh, shit, what up? Oh, nice. You're obviously very excited, as you should be. This is an excitable episode topic. It's Black Panther, the latest movie in the MCU, which we'll get to in all its glory coming up momentarily. Before we get to the uh, the news and notes of the week, Ryan, yes. we got to look back at last week where we did Jackass and CKY. You can go back... In the archives on the iTunes or on Stitcher or Google Play or WEEI.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Go back and listen to it if you missed it. We went through some of the best stuff from the movies. And then we drafted teams. And the teams were pretty much... Davey had most of the jackass guys plus Rab himself and maybe just Rab himself. I had like the whole CKY crew with Wee Man and Preston Lacey. Yeah. So we put it to a poll on Twitter, at Dork Podcast. Twitter results are in, and they were unkind to me. Davey, they were very unkind. Oh, I got crushed. 74%. And I think we need to make this clear. It was you know, at their best. I don't know if I lost points for having Ryan Dunn in there, but I feel like he is one of the best of all time. I was going for all time, not like if you were going to start up a new show. No, 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 yeah, yeah. It would be like, not if you were starting a show now, but like if this is, yeah. I thought that was understood. Maybe we weren't clear enough Maybe on that, not. But. I feel like that's the only reason why I got crushed so badly. Yeah. It was really more people like Jackass than CKY is what it looked like. Because you had Knoxville, you know, Steve-O, and yeah. you had Pontius and Dave England. And you know what it is? It's, it's you know, I, I, I don't know. but maybe, maybe it's the shorthand of the show that we just assume that we know, people know what we're talking about, even though you and I know what we're talking about. Yes, I think that happens maybe. a lot. Because some of the comments on the Twitter thing were like, oh, like, Jackass was better. I'm like, well, look at the team. Like, the, we're not ta- asking what show's better. Yeah. But anyway, right? Whatever. that was that. We don't do a lot of Twitter polls, and that's probably why. All right, let's get to the uh, the headlines here. <laughs> Do you like basketball movies, Ryan? Uh, some. I, it's hit or miss for me. Yeah. No, the, there's been some bad ones, and there's been s- few good ones. But how about Kyrie Irving finding a way to take a 30-second Pepsi commercial and turning it into a full-on summer movie? Uncle yeah, Drew. Yeah, and I saw this trailer, and I'm like, is this? I thought it was going to be another uh, Dundee. Like, I thought this was a joke. Yeah, I kind of did, too. And then all of a sudden you see the full trailer – and there's Shaquille O'Neal, Reggie Miller, uh, Lisa Leslie, Chris Weber, Tiffany Haddish, Nick Kroll. Like, it's it's a full-on movie about Rucker Park, and I don't know. I mean, I guess it's something Kyrie Irving can be better at than LeBron, so I'm in on that, but um, yeah. I don't know about this one. Hot take. I thought LeBron James was the best part of Trainwreck. Uh, I knew you movie. would say that. It's true. Yeah, I, I, what about Bill Hader? He's always good. I mean, yeah, he's, 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 he's he was kind of a doof. I thought he was a little bit a little bit too much of a doof in that movie. I thought John Cena better than LeBron in that movie. John Cena was also good. Thank full you. pecker. Yeah. What? Yes. Correct. <laughs> Give you my full pecker. You want some more? You want some more uh, summer movie news? Don't I? How about Sharknado Six? Oh, for Christ's sake! July twenty fifth. At what point did you stop liking the Sharknados? Uh, about thirty seconds into the first one. All right. 
All right. <laughs> I was excited for that first like one. Sharknado Bucca- 6, we have bills to pay. Yeah, Ian Ziering still alive. He's on the poster for the movie. Tara have- Reed is is a base, basically a marionette at this point. We're just putting her out there and like on strings, but she doesn't, there. She doesn't look right. No. Um, no. So that happens in Hollywood. <laughs> so, there, yeah. so there that is, yeah. Uh, I got some really good news, though. I broke this on Twitter earlier, but I understand that not all of our uh, listeners are on the Twitter. And, and if you are at Dork Podcast, if you are not, you're going to hear this news right now. So hopefully you're sitting down. But, Ryan, the bad boys of Comic-Con are going to another Comic-Con. Oh, the bad boys are back. That's right. We, of course, are the bad boys. I'm referring to us. We are the bad boys of Comic-Con. Uh, Northeast Comic-Con last year was out a ho- was literally at a hollowed-out JCPenney in the Hanover Mall in Massachusetts. We went guns blazing. Oh, no. Ooh, shoot. We went, can't say that. We yeah. went uh, locked, cocked, and ready to rock. No, we went, yeah. we went with uh, hope in our eyes. And now this year, it is at a hotel in Boxborough, Massachusetts. Oh, so we're the game, game stepping up That's this, right. this, uh, this, this spring. <laughs> I guess. And so it's the first weekend in March. So we're going to go. We're going to try to interview different people that are attending the event, like we've done at uh, all these past Comic-Cons. And we will uh, relay that audio. we gotta, we got to come up with some questions I think we're going to bring back the What's Your Favorite episode of Mac and Goo. Bring that one back. Oh, yeah, I love that one. Yep. That's a good question, and uh, I think we'll go from there. But I'm excited for Northeast Comic Con. So if you're going to be there, you'll probably see us walking around with uh, microphones, cameras, and just looking like idiots wearing hashtag dork gear. So come, say, what, come gear. say what's up. Yep. It's a pretty light week in news, which I think is good. We can spend more time on the topic du jour, Ryan. So are you ready for uh, your part of the program? Yeah, because i got some stuff I want to talk about today. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, let's go. Uh, let's do this. So I, t- I like you, I take to Twitter sometimes, too, and sometimes I just like to air out. Man, I like to put out a thought and put it out in the universe and see what the universe says back to me. Not a bad idea. One, one of the things I said is, like, um, this, this, this game, I don't know, it's called Fortnite. I don't know if you heard of it. I'm playing it now, actually. Oh, you're playing it. You're on it. Oh, nice. I got, I I got in on it. It's a, little, uh, it's a little game that people are playing these days, Richard. People um, are playing it. Something to the tune of three and a half million concurrent players, like at once. Like oh I don't know how God. they have the servers to do this, but crazy. So it's a little bit of a phenomenon right now. And what I, um, I don't understand. Like it's fun. Yeah. But I don't get it. Why it's like phenomenon status. You know. Well, what I and mean? so for the for like the two people who don't know what Fortnite is, it's basically Hunger Games, and right. it's a free game. You and I are playing it on PlayStation Four, but you can play it on a, you know just about any kind of console or whatever. But it's a free game, so right away it's pretty cool. And you're playing in these things where it's like a hundred. It's like online play. You know, there's different modes too. So it's pretty in depth yep. for a free game. So I'd give it that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that, so that's. I mean, that's cool. And I think that's one of the big selling points to it is it is free, um, which is which is amazing. Um, I just don't. Again, like. Uh, I play a lot on my own. I play a lot of solo queue. So you know, yeah. how many times can you get shot in the back of the head and be like, "Oh, I'm done." You it know does what I mean? happen um, a lot. Yeah, that happens a lot. I'm uh, not super but, patient either. Like, I guess in that game, right. like you can hide, but I'm like, Ugh, "Let me go see what's going on over here," and then dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
So the reason I bring it up is that the season two is ending and season three is starting this week. So they're going to expand. I'm told they're going to expand. There's going to be a whole bunch of new things, maybe some new game modes, maybe some new weapons that they're introducing to the game. So people are uh, very excited about that. Um, I get the feeling, and this might be another hot chili hot take. Uh oh. But the bubble is going to pop on this pretty soon. Yeah. Um, I think it's great. Uh, I think for what it is, but there's going to be some really good triple uh, A games coming out this spring that people are going to be like, okay, we're off Fortnite now. Right. So, so that's that is what it is. So, moving on to you know your your triple A titles, the Ninja Turtles, Richard, as of today, are live. Ooh, Injustice Two. In Injustice Two, nice. the turtles are in. They look so good. Were, they do look good. Yeah. They do look good. Um, here's an interesting thing. There's a game called Monte Crypto coming out. Monte Crypto, the, not to be confused yeah. with Monte Cristo. Right. Or the Monte Cristo sandwich. The count of. Oh, or the yeah. Sammy. Yeah. Yeah, so this game's actually really cool because it's a puzzle game, and they've promised, get this, since we're all about Ready Player One, right? Yes, we are. There is a hidden file in the game that you have to find, and if you are the first person to find the password to this file, they'll give you a Bitcoin. Really? Yeah, so if you're the first person to basically solve this puzzle game, they give you a your prize as a Bitcoin. Now, let's pretend uh, I have no idea what Bitcoin is. Let's just pretend okay. that. What is Bitcoin? It is what is called a cryptocurrency, which is like an online oh, currency. Like, it's a, it's a global online currency. Okay. Right? So that's been in the news lately. No, whatever. I know and it I has. Believe, I just have not, I've not done the legwork. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to look at it right now. How much is one Bitcoin as of today? Yeah. What today, are we, what are we working on? One with? Bitcoin. Yeah. Is six as of February fifth, six thousand two hundred dollars. Holy smokes! So one Bitcoin is that is that much? So that's that's a sizable prize. Now can I cash that in somewhere? How you do can. you? How do, okay. You actually can. And they were hmm. as high when they first came out. They were seventeen nine. So it was seventeen thousand dollars when they first came out. Do you think this at some a, point uh, in the future we're only going to be using Bitcoin? Uh, maybe it's a global currency, so right. maybe. I kind of um, like did that. You, yeah. Did you hear the story about Fifty Cent and how he forgot that he accepted Bitcoin for his like last album? Oh my God! No, and somehow he made like seven million dollars like by accident. Like he totally forgot oh, about this it. guy. Between that and the vitamin water stuff, he's like a yeah. he's like a geez, he's gonna be a billionaire by now. I know. So I got two more bits of news, then we'll get to the topic du jour. Got it. Uh, there is now an esports apparel line, and their stuff looks great. Nice. The name of the company is Moniker Incorporated. All right. So if you want to check them out, they have eSports, like, activewear for, like, your, your active gamer, which Ooh. is pretty sweet. Ooh. Yep. Um, and the last thing, the game you should probably be playing this week if you're, if you're a big gamer like, like us, uh, Metal Gear Survive is out this week, which is the first Metal Gear game that Konami's put out without Hideo Kojima. So that's, um, and it's like a sort of zombie survival game, which is weird for Metal Gear. But Yeah, that is different. That's real different, but... I don't know. I will, the time will tell on that one. People are not very excited about it, but well, it's to each the biggest title we got this week. I've always know? said. So well, thank a big you. Metal Gear person. Thank you very much, Ryan. Yes. Now, he is not here. He is not joining us live. However, we do have a very special, before we get to the topic du jour, Comic Buck Minute. My name is Bugs. My name is Bugs. My name is Bugs. And I'm here to talk about comics. Talk about comics. DC. And I'm here to talk about comics. Independent labels. So talk about comics. My name is Bugs. Let's talk about them. 
Uh, thanks again to Marcus from the Boxers podcast for all of that. And so the Comic Buck Minute, I reached out to Uncle Buck because uh, Black Panther, there may be some listeners out there, Ryan, that want to know a little bit more, maybe about his origin, or they want to know about you know what he was like in the comics. So this is the essential reading for Black Panther. Uh, let's start all the way back, Ryan. 1966, Fantastic Four, issue 52, Stanley and Jack Kirby. This is the first appearance of Black Panther. You also get the first name drop, I guess, of Wakanda. You get the, the hidden technological paradise. Uncle Buck also mentions that a, uh, a 9.8 graded issue of this sold for $51,700 uh, just wow. this past December, but a 9.6 grade is currently on eBay right now for 25000 So a, a big drop down, but still uh, pretty crazy. And it's a cool cover. you got Black Panther kind of like standing in, or jumping in front of the moon with all the Fantastic Four characters below him. So wow. that's how long this character goes. And also, it reminded me of just how far the Fantastic Four have fallen. Because think oh. about how many, like, they were the most important kind of characters for a while in Marvel and the movies have been so bad that you have characters like Black Panther who debuted in Fantastic Four who have shot past them in popularity yeah absolutely Uh, so Fantastic Four the very next issue number 53 uh, this is the second look at Black Panther you get more of his origin story also the first appearance of Claw and the introduction of the element Vibranium so a pretty important issue there uh, again, back in 1966. Let's jump up a couple years. 1968, Avengers 52. This is where Black Panther joins the Avengers. So that's a pretty big issue there. Uh, Avengers 62. This is in 1969. You get the first appearance of M'Baku, the man-ape, which we can get into a little bit later on uh, as it relates to Black Panther, the movie. Avengers 87 is the retelling origin of the Black Panther. Another really cool cover there. That was in 1971. Uh, 1973, Jungle Action. Oh, yeah. Jungle Action 5 through 7. This is actually the first solo Black Panther comic run. Also the first appearance of Eric Killmonger, and you get the origin of Killmonger. So, again, we'll get into him coming up. Uh, let's go to Black Panther number one in January of 1977. More of Jack Kirby, uh, the first appearance of King Solomon's frogs, uh, which are magical teleportation devices, which Uncle Buck points out. Uh, there's also some sort of combination with Doctor Strange, and he says, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe we could see that as it goes forward. Uh, Marvel premiere, 51 through 53, 1979. Black Panther run in the series that had previously featured Ant-Man and Star-Lord. There's a three-part run where he battles the KKK. Yeah. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, Black Panther 1, Marvel Knights. Uh, let's jump up to 1998. Uh, there's, you know, Killmonger is in this one as well to challenge Black Panther. And it's just a couple other ones. Uh, Black Panther 1, Marvel Knights, 2005. First appearance of his sister Shuri. Uh, or Suri. And how the hell do you say Suri? Shuri? Sorry, sure, yeah. sure. Uh, and then last, or no, two more. Uh, Black Panther number one in two thousand and six. Uh, this is where, let's see, uh, what does he say? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they for- further explore Wakanda in that one. You also get uh, Black Panther eighteen. So this is a uh, this is where he marries Storm, making Storm queen. That's kind of a cool storyline. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Black Panther twenty six through thirty in two thousand uh, two thousand and. 
Seven, this is where they fight Marvel zombies. And then the last one, uh, Black Panther 1 through 5 in 2009, Dark Reign, uh, Shuri takes on the Black Panther mantle. So that's pretty cool. So that could be something that they play with uh, down the line. So there you go. Those are all the comics that you need to know as it relates to Black Panther. I think I've read very little of that, to be honest. I have very, yeah, I've read very, very little of that. But some good stuff. So if you want to, whether it's Fantastic Four, Avengers in the early days, or his own Black Panther stuff now. So with that being said, Ryan, are you ready for the topic du jour? The what now? That's the to- it's the topic du jour. It's the, it stands oh, for yeah, the yeah. topic of the day. Yeah. And today it is Black Panther, which is the 18th MCU movie. It is a two-hour and 14-minute runtime. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, 97% by the critics, 77% by the audience. But there's some shady business going on there. Lots of shady business going on. And I know if you've been keeping up with the news, you know that there were uh, DC fanboys who were planning on sabotaging the audience score for the Rotten Tomato score, which they did successfully. Uh, Goo posted a couple of them. They were not, not kind. Just stupid. This stupid stuff. I think it's DC fanboys, and I'm not going to rule out racists. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that because Black Panther's been getting a ton of hype, and you know these reviews came out so early that you're like, these people didn't even see the movie, probably. Like, like it's right. just so. Anyway, however, a lot of people did see the movie. 192 million dollars opening weekend at the box office. That puts it number two all time for MCU movies and number ten all time for movie movies. So. Yep. Pretty impressive stuff. Only The Avengers made more opening weekend. So your top five is The Avengers, Black Panther, Avengers Age of Ultron, Captain America Civil War, and Iron Man 3 actually uh, checks in at number five. The bottom three, the the worst box office was The Incredible Hulk, Ant-Man was 17, even though it was a very good movie, but it was 17. And then 16th was the first Captain America. Yeah. So I just heard today, too, that uh, yesterday, that uh, Black Panther beat, get this, uh, The Force Awakens for the most Monday sales of a movie. Oh, nice. So my, oh, beat Star Wars. So the first four days Black Panther's been in the theater, it made more money than Justice League. Yes. Not just, not, and I'm not saying Justice League's first four days. I'm saying Justice League, period. It's, Total, made, it's yeah. made more money in less than a week than Justice League did the entire time. So I had somebody ask me this the other day, and I had an answer kind of multifaceted, I guess. But why do you think that this movie is so big right now? I think it's so big right now. A lot of it has to do with time, like timing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if uh, this is. You know, uh, I'm not. I'm trying to say this with like being as diplomatic as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're, they're dealing with. Uh, I'll get into this later when we get into non-spoilers. But it, I would say timing. The timing of this movie was perfect. It really was. Like, there's a lot going on. I think you could just. You know, we don't really get into politics ever on this podcast. I really don't do it much in my entire life. But I think you can. Yeah. You can kind of gauge what's going on with everything and sort of put that in place. I also think what helps too. It, let's not ignore the fact that it's just an MCU movie. Like let, MCU movies do really well. We just went through a whole list of them. They all have monster opening weekends. This character we actually saw in Civil War, and everybody liked the character. So I think that really helps. Um, but getting back to you know Black Panther, what he stands for, what he represents, he's not the first black superhero, and he's not the first one to get a movie. However, it is very different. Like Blade was actually the first real Marvel movie to get things going back in the late 90s. Yep. 
but it was it was Wesley Snipes, already established star. It was Blade, an interesting character, but then like the surrounding cast was you know vampires, a lot of white dudes, whatever. I liked it. I don't think I don't think we should just uh, dismiss Blade and how important that was. But think about how many comic book movies there have been. How many black leads? Have there been? Is it just Blade? Right. Like Steel? Are you going to count? You know, Shaq and Steel? Like they're just there's not been like I am Legend. I don't even know if that's that's not a, that's not, I don't count that. I'm talking about like Marvel, DC, these super these super you know box office money makers. It's Black Panther, and then the the entire cast, with the exception of a, of a couple of guys, it's an entire black cast, and it takes place though almost the entire movie takes place in Africa. So like, there's just a, there's a lot to this. I think also people want to look at it as you know what Wonder Woman meant for the female audience is what maybe Black Panther could mean for the black audience. Something yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. And there's. Like you said, I mean, the, the, the black community is, has rallied around this movie. I've, I was actually talking to people about, like, this should be, like, required viewing for it was good. You know, any, any, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just because, and I, and I said this to people, too, and I, I, this is what I was kind of touching upon. I didn't really know how to say it, but, like, I, I said to someone the other day, like, was it good? And I'm like, yes, it's the realest Marvel movie I've ever seen. And they're, like, like the most realistic. I'm like, no, like, they're dealing with, like, real shit. Like in this movie, yeah, right. But they're de- but no, it's you, not space aliens. You know what I mean? No, they're dealing with real stuff, but they're dealing with it in a still in a comic book way. But we'll get into some of the changes that they made to make it a little bit more real. It had a, a little bit. Again, it takes place in Wakanda, which is a, a fictional yeah. uh, location, but it did have more of the realness as like the Marvel Netflix shows have. Right, like, right. like I didn't love Luke Cage, but there was definitely a lot of realness there. Jessica Jones was great. I thought, you know, Daredevil, Punisher, a lot of, a lot of real world stuff going on there. Uh, this one, you know, especially what a departure from like Thor Ragnarok, which was great. Right. It was a very entertaining movie, but it was, a, it was a much different thing. So, and like, and that's what I mean. Like Thor Ragnarok is like it was a good movie and it was entertaining, but it was it was fluff. Like it was it was funny. It was you know this is like the opposite. Yeah, this is de- you know. this is definitely different. So, like yeah. we do with all of our our movie reviews, we start spoiler free. Then we will sound the alarm. Don't you worry, we'll sound the alarm and we'll get to spoilers. So, the first question I always ask you, you already answered it. Uh, I usually just ask you, did you like it? And uh, it sounds like you did. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I also really enjoyed my uh, myself. I was I was very very happy to to see this. It was very entertaining, and for a movie that was two hours and fourteen minutes. And I'm somebody that has a hard time sitting still. Like, I never kind of, like, got uncomfortable in my chair or was, like, you know, losing my interest. Like, I was locked in for the whole two hours and 14 minutes. And I will, war- I will warn the listeners, too, who haven't seen it, too. One of the things that you're – I was so excited to see it because, obviously, people are hyping it up. And we're talking to people, and they're telling us how good it is. The slowest part of the movie is the beginning. Yes, so, like, that's for sure. It, it, and, I, and that powered me through. Like, I'm like, okay, like, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like – and um, but that got me through like the first like half hour, forty minutes, and then it was you know an hour and a half of like balls to the wall. So yeah, it, that, but it was it was good. a good kind of lead in, and could they have shortened it maybe a little bit, you know? But I thought it was still I thought it was a good uh, start to it. What again, spoiler free for this part, but what st- what stood out to you the most? Uh, what stood out to me the mo- uh, obviously the the role of women in this uh, actually really stood out to me. Yeah, um, and like I said, just the 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 um, Marvel's whole thing is dealing with, and I was I was thinking about how to say this as I'm watching the movie. But like, Marvel's whole thing is like dealing with responsibility. What is the responsibility of these heroes? I mean, that's kind of like the common theme throughout any Marvel story, right? Yeah. 
Um, and I feel I felt like what stood out to me was the weight that was on T'Challa, the Black Panther, is much different than it is for any other character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it it definitely is. I thought for me, we did uh, like um, coming up on three years ago, our very first episode of Hashtag Dork. It was only twenty minutes. Davey and I did. I think it's only on on like YouTube, and it was the it was on Marvel villains. It was the first thing we did, and we were like we love these Marvel movies and we love Marvel comics. But if you go through, if you take out Magneto, if you take out maybe a couple of the Spider Man guys. Yep. Doctor Doom, like there's just it's not a great lit. Like the heroes are so good. What are the villains? And you know, maybe two weeks ago, if you asked somebody like, "Hey, like, what do you what do you think about you know Killmonger?" You'd be like, "What?" Like I I don't know. Like you you might not have much to say about him, but Michael B. Jordan I thought was so good in this, and we've started. To, I think we've started to see a change. Like the Vulture in Spider Man was awesome. I actually liked Hela. I know she wasn't like the greatest ever, but I thought Hela was a pretty good villain, and I think Thanos is going to be good. So all of a sudden, we're getting a, a switch in these Marvel movies, and so I thought that Killmonger was awesome. And he, I don't want to say he stole the show, because there were people who, at different times, different characters were stealing the show in the movie, but just, you cannot understate it enough, like how good he was, Michael B. Jordan was in this role, and yeah. again, once we get to spoilers, I, I'll, I'm going to talk about this ad nauseum, but like, he was phenomenal. He was great. Alright, give me a one or two word response to uh, each of these things. Uh, okay. In the movie, the story. Great. The action. Decent. Yeah, the action, there were, there were definitely times where it was really good, like a couple of scenes, but yeah. I don't know if there was any that you would say this is the best Marvel like fight scene, like some good ones, no doubt. But there's, I don't think there's any that you'd put up. There. No, and uh, again, without spoiler free, like there were some, like you said, there were some aspects of the fighting that were awesome. Yeah, um, and there were some that were just like, okay, that's, like we have to do this. It's fine. just run of the mill yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. All right, the acting, great. Uh, the humor, uh, unexpected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say pretty good. Again, if you're comparing it to Ragnarok or Homecoming, yeah, it doesn't stand up there. But if you're saying with all the, the seriousness to it, it still found that line where it was still a Marvel movie, and there were still a couple characters in particular that brought some laughs, and so it wasn't like super serious the whole time. And it was it was great because it broke tension. It wasn't like a throwaway line. I think it was put in there intentionally to be like, okay, hey, you're still watching a, a comic book movie. Yes. You know? Yeah, exactly. And then the last part, uh, like the the Marvel Cinematic Universe connection. Like, again, so if, if somebody had never seen any of the Marvel movies and you just plopped them down and watched Black Panther, I think you'd be fine, right? Yeah, you'd know. You'd, you'd totally be fine because, again, they make mention of things and they fill you in enough yeah. Um, so, but as a Marvel fan, I said the, there was one thing that let me down. It, it was probably this because on the horizon is like Infinity War, and and you're like, okay, like how is this going to connect? You know, and as Marvel movie fans, you're always saying like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? But I think it was done intentionally so you focused on this movie and this movie alone. Yeah. No, that's that's probably Which true. And I think yeah. all their, especially their origin story movies, like whether it's Spider-Man or Doctor Strange, like they kind of want them to be, hey, just show up and watch this movie. But then they also, they each want to have, you know, they, they fit in a little bit differently. Uh, but I, I thought it was great that, uh, that if this might be, well, this is spoiler free, but none of them actually show up. 
Oh, like, you nobody son of a up. bitch. What? That's got to be a spoiler. Well, people have already listened to it. doesn't matter. Already They've already seen it. Uh, mid-credits. There's a mid-credits scene and a post-credits scene, obviously, yeah. as it's an MCU movie, so stay for both. Um, your hashtag dork score, Ryan, zero through six. Five and a half. Yeah, I was thinking five and a half. It's either a hard, hard five, but I think I'm going to give it a five and a half. I've been giving out a lot of fives recently in the MCU, yep. and I think this was slightly better. So I'm going to yeah, go five I think and a I half. Gave, I gave a five to Ragnarok, and I gave a five to Guardians, I mean, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. So this is slightly this better. This is better. Me. All right, so I don't know if you prepared this. I whipped this up. Somebody was asking me about it. So I ranked my favorite MCU movies 1 through 18. Yep. Um I think it's I think it's probably easier just to go 1 through 18. I think it, right like rather than uh, being dramatic and going 18 through 1, I think that's more confusing. Okay. So right now I have Black Panther number 6. Okay. Uh I think it cracks it cracked my top 5. Did it? Okay. So this yeah. is this is mine and don't at me. No, I'm just kidding. You can at me. That's the whole point of this whole thing. Uh number 1 for me, Guardians of the Galaxy Number yep. two, Captain America: Civil War. Number three, Iron Man. Number four, The Avengers. Number five, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Six, Black Panther. Seven, Thor: Ragnarok. Eight, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Nine, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Ten, Ant-Man. Eleven, Doctor Strange. This is where there's a little bit of a gap. Uh, Twelve, Avengers: Age of Ultron. And then probably another gap. Thirteen, Thor. 14, the first Captain America. 15, Thor, the Dark World. 16, Iron Man 2. 17, The Incredible Hulk. And the worst MCU movie, according to me, Iron Man 3. Iron Man, I would say, yeah, Iron Man 2 was worse for me, but that's, that's just me. So, do you um, have, what do you got? So, what I have right now um, is I have one would be Guardians. Yep. Two is Iron Man. Three, I have Avengers. Yep. Four, I have Winter Soldier. Five, Black Panther. Mm. And then I have six, six, six and seven could interchange, but Civil War and Homecoming are like six and seven. Okay. And then the rest is whatever. But that's yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. no, that's good. I mean, they're pretty similar, but yeah, I think it's really good. And like, so for me, the only. Uh, origin story better would be Iron Man. And I know some right. people don't like it as much, but it's it's the first one. It should get extra points for that. And it was just it was awesome. Like I I loved now, it. Technically so. technically is Guardians an origin story? Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. Maybe it is. I mean it's a group origin. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right. So it's the yeah, third no, it's best not a origin. Singular character, so it kinda yeah. it's a different animal. But, but yeah. they've been pumping these out. I mean really since Ultron, they've all been good. And it's funny too because, like you mentioned, like Iron Man three and Iron Man two, like those weren't great, but they're not bad movies. Uh, they're then, not bad. No, yeah, there's redeeming qualities in uh, in each one. But uh, all right, anything. You know, I, would be a great. You know, would be a great question to ask. What's that? Is there any Marvel movie that's worse than a DC? Uh, uh, other than, we'll take Nolan's Batman's out. Is there any Marvel movie worse than a DC? Movie? It was funny right before I started recording this. A couple of the guys at the station were asking me. They're like, is if you just take the DCEU, so forget, you're right, forget, forget Nolan, Nolan, forget all that. Forget Keaton, forget all you that. Know, Tim Burton, all that stuff. You yeah. only get, uh, what is it, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide yep. Squad, Justice League, and Wonder Woman. You get those yep. five. I think we all agree Wonder Woman's the best. 
out of the group? Yes, out of all those, Wonder Woman's the best. So I think Wonder Woman would probably fit like thirteenth, fourteenth. I think. It, yeah, it's it's middle of the road. Like it's middle of the pack. Yeah, like it's probably in the bottom. Like it's better to me than Iron Man two or three, Hulk or Thor two. But then you're you're right there with the other ones. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else non spoiler? No, I've already spoiled enough. Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! Here we go. That is, that is the spoiler alarm. Yeah, and, spoiler alarm. Uh, of course, the, the movie takes place a week after Civil War. So one of the issues I've always had with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as great as it is, well, my biggest issue, we all know, is how they don't overlap with Netflix at all. And the Netflix characters have never seen the MCU care or the uh, the movie guys or vice versa that drives me nuts. Second thing is every once in a while the timeline is thrown off. Like you don't know what year it is. They're like, oh, this happened eleven years ago. They're like, well, then it happened before this other thing. Yeah. And does it bother me? Sure. Like, did, should it? Probably not. I. You should have bigger things to worry about. But when you host a hashtag Dork podcast, that is a concern. But so for timeline wise, we get introduced to Black Panther in Civil War. His dad, obviously, is killed there, and so this is a week later, and he is back in Africa. Uh, as far as, again, we both gave it a five and a half, so there was a lot to like, but what about any yes. issues you had with it? There's a couple things. That, one, again, uh, I've already spoiled this, but there's, and this is, I, it's not an issue, but like it, you might have an issue with it that there is very little uh, MCU playing here. They, they, uh, obviously, you have like... Uh, Martin Freeman's character is in the movie. Yeah, Ross the movie. is in it and Claw's yeah. in it. So we've seen them before. And then there's. And that's, but that's where it stops, basically. There's no Infinity Stone. There's no talk of Thanos. There's no talk of the No Avengers. Infinity Stone was a huge yeah. surprise, wasn't it? It's a huge surprise. It's in Wakanda. It has to be, right? I assume that it is. I mean, that's where they're going to be in Infinity War. That makes no sense. And yeah. there, was very, there was one thinly veiled reference to Bucky Barnes. Only one. And so and that was thing, like he's fucking there. Like, how do they not mention him yeah. more? Well, it's probably keeping him under wraps. But the only other thing that I found very distracting in the movie, um, and this is a petty thing, this more, has more to do with me than it does the movie. Uh, King T'Chaka's glass eye was very, very unprominent display as he's talking, like in the Pantherland when he goes to like the land of the ancestors. Let me ask you he this. Yeah. Uh, is the eye that was higher on his face the real one or the one no. that was lower? So if you do, it was the one, if you're looking at the screen, it was the one on the right. So it's his left eye. That was low. And, and you notice when he, the low one. And when he yeah. blinks, that eye didn't blink. Oh, I don't like, I don't care for that. So, so I, I just was, IMAX 3D, and it was very, it was prominent display. And Hannibal, that was why I found that to be very distracting. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter never blinked. No, but that, it was, uh, it was, it was creepy. To me. Yeah, that is weird. All right, so the one issue I had with it, and uh, again, sort of at this point, you, we've all seen the movie, so you know the whole idea of Michael B. Jordan's character. You know, he finds that you know his father is killed, so the whole idea of this this, this thing of revenge. So I'm kind of curious just how much he could have known about Wakanda, and I just thought that it was kind of quick. And so let's say he learned a decent amount of it. Yep. I thought it was kind of quick how he was able to show up there, challenge T'Challa, defeat him momentarily, and then become king, and then all of a sudden he's, like, dishing out, like, demands. I'm like, man, he really just took over that whole country very quickly. 
Yeah, and I think what it was playing with is this, and I was listening to Ryan Coogler, the director, talk about this, is the whole movie is playing with tradition versus innovation, right? So yeah. the, that's the theme of the whole movie. So, like, they are, you know, the Wakandans are so dead set in their traditions that, you know, we allow these, these duels to happen, and the, we respect that, and that's just going to be the way it is, you know? And um, so it's a very strange thing. But like you said, like, he's asking Claw, like, how do I get to Wakanda? And he's like, I'm not telling you. And then he shoots him and then shows up there five minutes later. Right. And he went to the exact person he needed to go to, the dude from Get right. Out. He goes right yeah. to him, who he like. He must have known that that was going to appeal to him. Then the next thing you know, he's in the Jedi Council room, and he's like, hey, I'm challenging you. And T'Challa's like, all right, great. So then that's one. it's one thing for him to get the challenge and to win the challenge. But then the next thing you know, he's like, all right, let's send all of our weapons to like all these countries. And I'm like, I guess it makes sense, but it was just... That seemed really quick. That did seem quick. So, but anyway, going back to Killmonger, who we were talking about before, uh, no relation to Ironmonger, the bad guy from Iron Man 1, as far as I know. But Killmonger, incredible character. He's got some of, like, the Victor Zazz to him, where, like, he marks himself for all the kills. And it was sick, because he's talking to you, he says he marks himself... And they're like, yeah, whatever. And then he rolls up his sleeve, and you're like, oh, wow, like his whole arm is covered. And then he pops yep. the top off, and you're like, oh, my Christ. Like his shed scarf for the boys, yeah. His entire body is covered yep. in these marks. That's how many people he has killed. But he was great. And I, uh, one of the text messages that when we were going back and forth, you were saying how very rare to have a villain who you actually kind of root for at times. Yeah, and, that, and that's what the beauty of his character was. Like he's making points about – why I'm his motivations make sense. Yeah, they did. Like to the you're like that makes sense, and he you know the the beauty of him is that you know you're actually at some points in the movie you're rooting for him when he shows up and he's like you know I grew up in Oakland like I saw what the what was happening to our people out there and he's like saying things like where were you in the '60s where were you when the riots were happening like our people are dying right. and you're sitting on this and you're just you're doing nothing. It was awesome. You know I mean? Yeah, he was just re- he was really good, and it was a different element to it too. Because you take the characters in Wakanda, and you know they're sort of dressed in you know these more traditional traditional African ways, and the way T'Challa talks, and some of the other characters talk, and then you have Michael B. Jordan who grew up in Oakland, and he shows up there, and it just gives you a different element to the movie, and it was it was awesome. Like I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know what he was going to do. We all saw the previews where. You see him turn into a Black Panther, and he's like, and he's fighting, and you can tell he's a bad guy, but yep. you had no idea how nuanced it was. Is is the idea though not original enough? I mean, it's Hamlet, it's Lion King, it's it's sort of the same idea. But it's the same idea. But I think what what makes, like I said, the, the makes the the Killmonger character that much. And, and you know what else I love too is the wrinkle that. Um, the wrinkle that he was like that. Uh, Ross said he goes, "Oh, he's one of ours." Yeah. Like he, he, oh. he's actually a CIA agent. You know what I mean? It's not like he's like some. He's not a thug. He's not a person who just showed up off the street with guns. And you know, he's he's a person who has trained his entire life for this. He is a person who is is motivated. He has a real motivation, right? About the Which loss. Is, he, grow, right. Yeah, growing up without a dad, like that's his main motivation, and that's like that's a very real thing. Yeah. No, that you is know? that is definitely true, and it's, you know, similar to. How in, in Spider-Man: Homecoming, they like Vulture. You see what happens. How he like they loses his job and like, all right, this guy now also has a motivation, right? Like yeah. this whole thing. And clearly, Killmonger does. 
And he's just badass, and he's, he's different than some of the other ones. And he's also, like, forget when he's taking the Black Panther stuff, but he also is another, like, legitimate badass. It's like Punisher. Like, okay, yeah, yeah that guy, the, that kind of Marine background, he's going to be a badass. He's going to be, uh, you know, a really good fighter. And so, boom, you have that with Killmonger. But yeah, that- well, this is great too. And the other thing that we didn't mention, one of the things that stood out to me, and this is kind of like a thing, it's kind of a throwaway thing, but in this movie, it wasn't. It was so good that it, I caught it. Was the the costumes in this movie? Yeah, were awesome. Yeah, they were, and even like, like his hair, like Killmonger's yeah. hair, I liked. But when you first see him, and he's got like that jean jacket, on, and he's just like. That's the most swagged out bad guy I've ever seen in a Marvel comic. Yeah. Marvel movie. You know and what he I mean? was always like he was putting on different masks all the time. And when, yeah. he, when he, that scene of him in the museum was just awesome. Like asking, he's like, "Where's this from?" And she's like, "Oh, that's from where." He's like, "No." It's like, yeah. know, no. And then he's like, he's putting the mask on, which is something that his character in the comics I know would do. And he, he would wear different masks. What did you think of Wakanda and like how they how they showed that? Um, I thought I thought that one of the strongest parts of this movie too was just the the shots and the just like the the scenery of this movie was incredible and like the sets were incredible and um i thought wakanda was like super cool looking because you had like they showed like the kind of the dirty areas of it because it's a huge city so you're not going to have yeah so you saw uh, some of the like the skyline and it was cool how they approached it and it was kind of wonder woman in that sense where it's like this is isolated from everybody else like here's for the outside then you go in and out of nowhere it's the most highly technologically advanced uh, city in the world, and it was bad. It was a good skyline. It reminded me a lot of Star Wars. It was like this looks like yeah. a Star Wars city or Earth or planet or planet. I mean, like when you when you yeah. draw when you fly into it, looked it. like Naboo. <laughs> it did a little. It had a Naboo feel, but in a good yeah. way. It looked like some of the the prequel cities, but in a good way. But in a good way, yeah. But it was it was nice, and and then yeah, you go to these different places, and then you see how important vibranium is, and. Also, oh, by the way, the very, very beginning of the movie, like a real quick run-through on here we are, this is why Wakanda is important, here's what they have, here's the history of it. So you didn't have to know a damn thing about Black Panther, and you would have no. been caught up in the first five minutes. No, and, it was, and that was one of the stronger parts of the movie as well. So that was good. I thought it was, uh, it was good. What did you think ultimately of the Black Panther, well, I guess Killmonger being dead? That's too bad. It's too bad. Yeah. It's too bad that it had to be, you know, that way. Um, but I think one of the, and it was the most powerful line of the movie for me. I mean, being a white guy, I mean, that's me talking. But he said, yeah. you know, he said, we're going to, you know, we can still, we can take you into the lab. There's still time to, like, basically heal you because they can do that because it's the most technologically advanced place in the world. And he said, I'd rather, what do you say? Like, yeah, throw what me are you going to do, ocean. chain me? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, right. no, he said, th- yeah, throw me in the ocean with the, well, all my ancestors who knew that death was better than bondage or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you're like, oh, boy. Oh, man. And, like, like kid, what a line, yeah. But you can't save him now, you know what I mean? You can't no. bring him back now. So I thought it was too bad that we that the, you lose him, but what an awesome, awesome uh, job he did playing that role. And we're definitely getting a Black Panther 2. I mean, they haven't announced oh, yeah. it, but I mean, you make this oh, yeah. kind of money. The people are so invested in all the characters. So, again, I thought it was, it had a Star Wars feel to it, but it also had like a James Bond feel to it as well. Like the way yep. Black Panther and like the technology. And then you go to his sister, Shuri. Like, is is she the smartest person in the world? She, uh, not only that, like, she's the smartest character. She, like, 
you know at some point Tony Stark's going to like walk into her lab and they're going to have like a really cool conversation. Like, like those two and like Banner. Like they Yeah. Those are probably in this universe are those the three smartest people we know? Maybe I'm missing probably. somebody. And I will say right now that the girl who plays Shuri in this movie is going to be a superstar. Oh, she was great. She yeah. was really good. Oh, Hank Pym also pretty smart. Maybe you throw him on the list. Yeah, but no one likes Hank Pym. No, that's, that's true. He's, like basically he's, a, homeless he's a wife beater. But Shuri also, uh, to me, was like, if you combine into one character Alfred, Lucius Fox, and Oracle, like she was all of them. Yep. Because she could she could invent stuff on the fly, but she also had good comedic timing. Like she's, you know, she, she gave her brother the finger when, when, when he came back. I thought that she was nice. Sass. She did. She had some sass. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe she becomes the Black Panther down the road. Maybe in you know phase six of of the Marvel movies, she becomes the Black Panther. She also had the she had that one line. I was like, thank God they gave you one thing, and that was when they bring in uh, Everett Ross, and she goes, "Oh great, another broken white boy to fix." Yeah, and I was like, "Well, good," because I didn't know if we were going to get that scene. But then it was like, you know what? Probably would have been distracting to have Captain America in it just for a second. Like you probably didn't need that. Like we already saw him show up, and he's like, "All right, Bucky's here, and he's safe." Like, all right, yeah. that, that's fine. But they already did that. I mean, they did that in the cutscene of right. uh, so they didn't need to. Civil War. They didn't need to do that. So, again, the cutscenes here, you had the mid-scene, which it almost seemed like it should have been a part of the movie. Rather, like It was when they were at the United Nations, and, I mean, it, I was waiting for them just to look at the audience when they were like, hey, like maybe we shouldn't be putting up like borders and we should be like, you know, ex- like putting up like, bridges, bridges yeah. or whatever. I was waiting for the, like everybody in, on the screen to like turn and look at the crowd. <laughs> I was yeah. like, eh, all right. Uh, so that was fine. And then the post credit scene, you get Bucky Barnes. So you actually get to see Winter Soldier walking through. They refer to him as the White Wolf, and he's talking to Shuri. So that is, that's good stuff. So the White Wolf in the comic, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry that Buck's not here to answer this question, but... Um, uh, different white character wolf in the comic is a different character who is like an adopted Wakandan boy, but he's white. Yeah, and he's like the head of the army. Yes, something yeah. like that. Yeah, but it's it's not Bucky Barnes. They, they just they it's just called him that there. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, one other thing, uh, I think, and we had talked about this. I think in many episodes past, but one thing that was pretty cool, even though Iron Man Two is one of the worst movies, a big time Easter egg from Iron Man Two was one on the screen behind Tony Stark. They had all these places on the map kind of highlighted, and one of them was Wakanda. So that was like eight years ago or whatever it was. Yep. And so they were already planning out you know, Black Panther, just his existence alone. So there's right. been sort of little things along the way. Obviously, you get you know Everett Ross, who was in Civil War. Claw was in Ultron. So you kind of knew, or at least with Claw anyway, you thought, all right, maybe he'll be a part of this as well. Yeah. Um, all right, quick character thing, just so we can rip through some of the other ones, stuff that we may have missed. This is going to sound like a, uh, a criticism or a uh, being negative, and it's not. But I thought, out of like, the main cast, out of like the top five or six people in the cast, I actually thought T'Challa might have been the worst. Uh, I think he was, and it was funny because like, you have this established character who's supposed to be this like, ultimate badass, and it, you, it was the vulnerability of him, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah, or like you know, that that was kind of cool. And again, it's kind of some you know, some real shit that like you know, I if you walk into if if you were named president of the United States tomorrow, like what would you do? And if you're like I I don't I don't know. I would just absolutely panic. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and that's you know it's 
you know, I, the only thing I can, you know, it's like being a parent for the first time. You just don't know what you're doing. And yeah, you, you have to do it. Healthy. And I think part of the character development for uh, T'Challa was like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I want to do it my way. You know, so I thought that was, again, we, I don't see it as weakness. It's just indecisiveness, maybe, or yeah. just like, you know, uh, ignorance, naivety. Naivete. 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 Yeah. I thought his suits looked pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. That looked really comfortable. I liked his suits. I liked the technology behind the suits. You just put on the uh, the necklace there, and boom. Yeah. So now it's more kind of Iron Man rather than, like, she's so funny. Like, Shuri was like, oh, I need, hold on a second. I need to put my mask on. Like, you're not going to be able to do yeah. that in a fight. Right. So that was really good. I mean, no, he was good. Don't get me wrong. But it was just looking at some of these other characters, it was like, they were all better. Like I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed them more. Like, and I think and that was great. I mean, one of the things, you know, it's it's a supporting cast that actually supports the main character, which is yeah. which is phenomenal. Like, um, as much as Tony Stark is great, he's better than Pepper Potts. Like he just is, and that's not a yeah, man or woman right, thing. It's just right. like you want to see him on the screen. But the, all the other characters that we're going to mention, like, like I said, no one stole the show, but they all like for the whole movie but they stole it at different times yeah they were all strong like there was no weak link and it is cool too when you think about the mcu how you know it started and it was uh you know new york city and then you know what germany and some of the stuff with captain america and iron man where he was all in the united states then you know that you introduced thor uh so you got asgard then you have the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're in a bunch of different places. And now they're still in America, or they're, excuse me, they're still in uh, or on Earth, but Wakanda is just like a whole new place to, to it, figure yeah, out. It, it might as well be another planet. It really, it really should be. Uh, yeah. Killmonger, we already talked about. He was awesome. Uh, Nakia. Now, Nakia is a very interesting character. She's actually more of a villain in the comics. I think she, her name's Malice in the comics, yeah. but... Like she was clearly just a love interest for T'Challa here. Maybe things will change going forward, but Nakia was really, really good. And that was Lupita Nyong, who was Nyong'o, yeah. Uh, oh, Nyong'o, who's a really good actress. She's a phenomenal actress and and stunning to look at. Right. But isn't it was. awesome that she's also Maz Katana in my, in, in uh, Star Wars? Like, yes, she is that woman. And also, Maz. according to TMZ, she was seen canoodling with Michael B. Jordan. A power couple. I like that. Fine. I like Fine. I like that one a lot. Uh, yeah. Okoye, played by uh, the same woman who plays Michonne in The Walking Dead, really, yeah. really good. Like one of the one of the wrong one of the most badass character. Like if if we did the thing again where you throw them all into like a tournament on like who would win in a fight, yeah. she's got to be on the short list. Strong character, awesome character, and she and she's awesome. She was super intense. Very like. She did the Michonne thing, which was which was pretty cool. And I was watching an interview with Ryan Coogler, and he was like, "It was actually uh, really interesting because you know dealing." And again, I'll bring it up the the tradition versus innovation. And she's very traditional, so she has the, she uses a spear. You know, she doesn't use a gun. You know, so it was, um, and that was all a, a decision that they made, and it was it worked perfectly. Yeah, no, it was it was it was really good. Uh, so Okoye was good. Shuri, we already mentioned a bunch of times. She was awesome. She was really good in this. Uh, Mbaku, who oh yeah, we talked about. He provided some of the humor too. And so what was interesting here, and uh, Uncle Buck mentioned uh, in the comic book minute, he pointed out like when he was first introduced. So he's been a longtime character, and he's actually known as Man Ape. And so they made the decision, which I think we would all agree on, that you know what. 
we don't need a character named Man Ape. Yeah, right, like a, like a black person dressing up as a gorilla. We don't need to do that. So they didn't, but they still made kind of homages to it. Like there was that. Uh, it was like a statue, almost that was kind of like holding up like his lair was like this yeah. big like gorilla. So it was like, hey, and he was wearing the mask in the duel. He had the gorilla mask. Yeah. So it was like, hey, yeah. we still we're we're on board with this. Like we we understand like his comic background, but we're not going to name a man ape. So that was it. Good. Was so funny story. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching the movie, and uh, those guys were badass. The Jabari, I think they were called. Yeah, the Jabari. The Jabari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they so they're in his throne room, which is like super cool. It has like the logs, and you can see the gorilla. You know, it has it's in the mountain, so it looks really awesome. And uh, when they start, who was it? Martin Freeman started talking, and they still go like, ooh, ooh, and like, oh, yeah, and like, like <laughs> the gorilla like them down. That's great. This, this kid behind me, who was like, could have been like twelve, goes, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just want to shut up at that point. Yeah, you just say, like, oh shit. Like they're gonna get him. What did you? you what did you think of uh, him, Everett Ross? Uh, he was fine. I mean, I think you needed that that tether to like the real world. Yeah, like the CIA guy who, yeah, at first had like no clue, and it was like similar to going back to the mid credit scene when they were like, yeah, like what does Wakanda have to offer? Like Wakanda, we that's a shit country, and he's just like, yeah, yeah. okay. And so when they were when he sees them when they're playing, uh, you know, at the car like at the casino. Where you also get the Stan Lee cameo, right? And he's just like, yeah, he's like, I'm, well, I'm, I'm taking him. Like when I see him, I'm taking him. He's like, oh, no, no, you're not. And then he kind of finally figures out, like, okay, these guys are the real deal. Like he, he's like, there's no way I'm healed. Like when they heal him, like he's realizing that holy shit, like Wakanda is a different type of place. And that's what I had to keep reminding myself that the outside world thinks that it's like a third world country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, and it's not. And like Claus, the one who has to tell you, like, yeah, that. When he's like, you stole all their vibranium. He's like, did I? Yeah. Like, all of it? Yeah, I got all their... Yeah. And so yeah. he was also a good combination to it. You know, the vibranium going back to you know to Ultron and everything going on with, with Claw, but uh, he's also dead. So, oh, one other... One last thing I would say. Um, you know, when, when characters are... When, or when a universe is set up as such where you can be healed by almost anything, you know, it's sort of like the Lazarus Pit idea where... They have the technology to heal everybody. It kind of takes away, like when a character dies, because how are they really going to die now? Yeah, because like if they're aware of this, so if something happens, because a lot of people are predicting like Captain America is going to die in Infinity War. That I don't know if that's my prediction yet. I haven't thought about it as much. A lot of people are saying that. So if he does, like you'd have to like cut the guy in half or something. Other than that, you'd be like, just take him to Wakanda and like you'll you'll heal him. Yeah. Like that, and that's and that's a, a nice little feather in your cap. You would you know? al- you'd always have that, yeah. But what my point is, like, it's if somebody dies on screen, and if somebody like in the theater is like crying, it'd be like, hey, no, they're just gonna heal them. Like, don't don't cry. Like, how can you have <laughs> how can you have an impactful death? Because I'm just gonna assume they're gonna be able to come back, right? But I you mean, don't want that. No, no, you don't. So, Infinity War is up next. Uh, uh, it looks like based on the previews, they're gonna be in Wakanda for a, a good amount of it, or at least. For some of it, maybe a big battle there, maybe some vibranium, maybe people getting healed. I don't know. But uh, like you said, it wasn't necessarily like the perfect lead-in for it, but doesn't make you any less excited for it. No, it doesn't. And that's the thing. It's its own movie, so it doesn't take anything away. It didn't add anything, but it also didn't take anything away. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not, right. it's not a detra- but So that's, it just existed in the perfect time. And it was it was a really cool movie, a really well done movie, dealing with some really mature themes that are, are going to be you know great conversation pieces for us adults in the room. And it's you know so 
just just a fucking awesome movie. Great Sorry. movie. Yeah, no, final yeah. thoughts. We both give it a, a five and a half out of six. Davey's got it just inside his top five for Marvel movies. I have it at number six. One of the best villains. That could be another conversation altogether. We could rank all the oh, villains yeah. from the movies, but yeah. he's right up there at the top. And the supporting characters, for a lot of characters that we hadn't seen before, or even even comic book readers like us, we're not super familiar with most of these characters. They were great. They were they were really good. So you're sort of creating another like universe, like a mini universe within the greater universe. And so it was really strong. And we know for a fact T'Challa and Okoye will be in Infinity War. I'm guessing Shuri will be too. I don't know has if that's be. been announced has yet or be. not, but and even uh, Mbaku has to be in it too. Like they, they all have to be in it. He could, they, they remember there's yeah there's Nakia all those, should be yeah. yeah I'm with you. They really should, and just maybe maybe he can go back to the uh, the not the underworld, but whatever it was the where he saw his father. And maybe maybe Killmonger will be there just to get him in another scene. That'd be nice. Yeah, get him in another scene. Uh, that'd be, another, that'd be nice. Any, anything else, Ryan, on Black no, Panther? No, again, again, I would say to those people who are still with us who haven't seen it, I don't know why you wouldn't. No, that doesn't make any sense. You don't, you don't need to sense. give them a message. They're, they're, um, they're not it's, here. It's uh, so Kevin Feige said it was it was the best movie that Marvel has made. That like, he came out and said like he thinks it's the best movie they've made. I don't know if it's the best movie, but it's definitely the most important of all of them. Yeah, like when oh, you yeah, talk yeah. about the legacy of the Marvel movies, like this is probably going to be in that conversation. Um, I don't think it's the best movie, yeah. as far as story, but right. it's a fucking good movie. The most, yeah, the most important. It's either that or Ant Man. It's really, it's one of the, <laughs> it's one, one of the two. You're talking about social consciousness and like dealing with real <laughs> themes. You got to go Ant Man. You're probably thinking it's Thor: The Dark World is probably where <laughs> where you're headed, where your mind immediately runs to. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next uh, portion. Oh, and by the way, of course, we've obviously both seen it, so feel free to uh, email us, dorkpodcast at gmail.com, or tweet us at dorkpodcast your thoughts on the movie. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Somewhere in between. Questions, comments, uh, hit us up whenever you get a chance. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right, Ryan, kick, receive, defer, defend a goal. I'm going to kick to you this week. All right, I will receive. I'm going to go with a horror movie that is currently on Netflix. It is called The Ritual, and it's kind of bananas. It's a uh, – I don't want to say too many comparisons because it might give give it away a little bit, but it's like a 90-minute horror movie. I'll be honest. It's not the greatest of all time. I'd probably give it a four out of six. Okay. Maybe a three and a half, four. Uh it's sort of like the descent in a way where it's like a, but this time it's a group of dudes that go on a trip. But then from there, there's some other things that go on. But I thought it was a pretty good beginning. It kind of sucked me in. It, it gave you some good character stuff. So give it a shot. If you, if, you know, give, give the ritual 10 minutes. And if you don't like it, fine. You're not going to hurt my feelings. You can bail. But if you like it, sit down. Let me know what you think. All right. So I have two this week. Um, one happy, one sad. Uh oh. Uh, the, I'll give you the happy first. Um, mm, okay. it, it just came out that um, a book is being published. It's coming out in October, but they just announced it this week. Uh, it is the Super Mario Brothers Encyclopedia. Nice. It is a full-scale encyclopedia of all 17 Mario games, and even has, like, maps of levels and, like, all sorts of different characters. Like, they have breakdowns of characters and, like, over the years. And it looks, I've, I've seen a snippet of it, and it looks like a really cool book. Um, it even has explanation of like glitches like in the level. So if oh, you were looking cool. to like yeah, so it's not just like a 
like a biography. It's actually like a um, an atlas to this entire world where you can, you know, and I even think like the Mario Kart games are in there too, so they can tell you about like shortcuts and like different levels and like the map. You know what I mean? So it's actually cool. like a comprehensive thing that's coming out in October, um, and it's for pre-sale on Amazon right now. Um, and we have an RIP pick of the pod. Oh boy, here we go. This is the perfect spot for these. So what? Who who are we talking about here? Uh, we had a guest on this podcast for um, several several times, um, and I reached out to him specifically for this episode, and it turns out that uh, he will no longer be joining us um, anytime in the near future, just due to scheduling. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, definitely just T'Challa scheduling. T'Challa is, is too busy for us. I know a lot of people, that's a great point, Ryan, thanks for bringing this up. Yep. I'm sure a lot of people tuned in, they were waiting to hear T'Challa, on the podcast, he had been a frequent uh, collaborator, as you said. Uh, that's he, he big timed us. He is he is right. too big time for us anymore. So. And it's definitely because of that. It's definitely not because of anything else. So and, and nothing, nothing in the real world could ever have impacted this decision Correct. on our parts. It's just right. because he's too busy. Okay, I think that's pretty clear cut. So. Uh, we will never hear from him again. <laughs> no, we will not. So, not ever. So there you go. All right, let me tell you, you can rate, review, and subscribe on the iTunes. Oh, by the way, since the last episode, we got a bunch more reviews trying to offset uh, the man who will not be named who gave us a one-star review. He can piss off. So everybody else has done a very nice job. We appreciate those. I check that. I read the reviews. It's all very nice. So we, thank you very much. Uh, Twitter at Dork Podcast. Email dorkpodcast at gmail.com. YouTube.com slash Dork Podcast. And you can also go on TeePublic, T-E-E, public.com, search Dork Podcast, Mac and Goo, The Boxers, everybody that you love, Shared Universes, Universe, all kinds of crazy t-shirts. Most of the best stuff has Davy's face on it as well. Hey, which I will not, I, I was telling Goo that the other day. Like you put the, I can't wear stuff with my face. He does all the time because he's yeah. Goo and he yeah. can do that. Yeah. But I can't. I, yes, you I'm, can. Come on. All right. Yeah. Fine. All but anyway, right, so right, um, right. I'll tell you what. I'm going to throw down the challenge right now, Richard. Ooh, a uh, hashtag dork challenge. Hashtag dork challenge. If you come up to us wearing a dork, anything dork podcast related at Northeast Comic Con, I will buy you a beer. Ooh, that's very nice. That's a very nice so, gesture. Yep. At the hotel bar, if there is one. Is there one? Uh, limit one per customer. And no repeat Limit one customers. per customer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be. It's a hotel bar. Although, remember at Boston Comic Con, we tried getting a drink, and they're like, we're not serving today. Yeah, because the last thing you want to do is people carrying around fake weapons and give them alcohol. No, that's alcohol. true. Although, at Comic Con, we just went down the, down the hall there and got, got some sure drinks. Sure did. But anyway, so yeah, come check not, out. Not like Ron Perlman. We actually paid for our drinks. That's right. We're not, a, we're not entitled like Ron Perlman. Yeah. I'm thinking this. Unless you have a better idea, and you might... Next week's episode, because obviously two weeks, it's going to be Northeast Comic Con. I'm thinking next week, maybe we go back to an old email bag and have people email us in questions on literally anything, and we will answer. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it could be anything ranging from, you know, comic book movies, comic books, to TV shows, music. Whatever. Maybe some personal preference stuff. I mean, we kind of let you into our house when we gave you our high school CD collection, so you learned learned a little bit about us then. Yep. So ask us whatever. We'll uh, we'll choose to answer as many of those as possible. So that'll be dorkpodcast at gmail.com or at dorkpodcast. If you want to ask us a question on Twitter, maybe I'll save it for the email bag and uh, we'll do it that way. So that could be good. Perfect. 
All right, Ryan, thank you very much. I will talk to you next week, sir. And God bless.